Hi everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Tapis Rouge. I'm your host, Guillaume Cauchois, and I'm very excited for our guest today. But first, a little shout out to Oribu Morales from Tokyo and Daniel Ricciardi from Las Vegas, who both guessed correctly in the same time, our guest today, Mina Suvari. Now, obviously, Mina was fantastic in the American Pie movies, American Beauty, and I loved her in a small indie film called Spun, directed by Jonas Ackerland. That's why I was so happy to meet her a couple of years ago when she came to see us on Totem. Mina is a very sensitive artist and such a warm and grounded person. She has a lot going on at the moment, but I let her talk about it herself. Mina Suvari. Hey, Mina, welcome to Tapis Rouge. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yes. So the, the first time we met was when you actually came to watch our show Totem. Uh, but I have to ask, was that your first Cirque du Soleil experience? It was. Yeah. It was the first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'd known of Cirque for a while, but I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, mm-hmm. that was incredible. I think we <laughs> we realized that was that was 2014 or was that before that? Yeah, I think it was about that, about 2014. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was beautiful. It was so special. <laughs> yeah. I had the opportunity to come backstage and meet you guys. And I mean, it's breathtaking what you all do. Oh, thank you. And was it anything you imagined it would be? Because you said you heard about Cirque before. So like, did you have expectations coming in? Um, I think, I mean, I think I'd known a little bit about how there's like a change up of theme every time. And um but I'd never had that kind of personal, you know, VIP experience when I came. It was so beautiful. Mm. Um, and I loved, you know, where we were. I loved the location. You know, yes. All of that was like part of the, the experience as well. Um, but no, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, everybody, I feel like knows Surf Silly. You know the name. <laughs> yeah. I've been to a show. But, um, yeah. but it's definitely, I guess I would say that like, you know, they're all so unique in their own way. You can, you know, they don't really compare to one another. They're all mm-hmm. so magically special. Yeah. And do you, since then, did you see any other Cirque du Soleil shows? Um, well, I think it was the, oh my God, is it, it starts with an L. Uh, Luzia? Luzia. Luzia. Yeah. yeah. That was the, the one that was at the Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Yeah. 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 And so how was this one? It was like your second experience. How did you feel there compared to Totem? Oh God. Yeah. I was already like waiting to compare notes. No, it was, incredible. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, it was amazing. And I got to bring some friends that time with um, their kids, their two twin oh, boys. That was so amazing. lovely. Yeah. And it's crazy. Balance. That was really special and really special for the kids. I mean, they'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's true. I remember performing on stage every time seeing the face of the kids in the audience. They are really like, oh, like they just. I don't even know how you have time to look, look <laughs> at the faces of the audience because you guys are so busy. Yeah, what you're true. doing is just phenomenal. I, I think I probably take like five breaths watching. <laughs> you know, at bows, when we take the bow at the end, we can be like, okay. And oh, yeah, here are the people. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I take my hikes here and, you know, I do my little yoga, like <laughs> nothing compares to <laughs> make it look effortless. Really. Oh, nice. Thank you. It's nice to hear because it, there is so much work we put into making it look effortless. So it's, if, if the result is here, at least then it's, it's a good I sign. wish I had that kind of discipline. It's incredible. Yeah. You really, you guys are like, um, I don't know. It, to me, it's like a special DNA or something that you have like, <laughs> the ability to like be a part of Cirque. I feel like you have to have the yeah. most amazing qualifications and it's, it's beautiful to see that, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you are yourself a, an incredible actress and to get to where you are, it also takes, I'm sure, a lot of disciplines. And like when you do movies or TV shows, you have all these lines to learn. And that's, to me, it looks like it's, learning all these lines you look like oh my god i don't know how they do that how they like can memorize (laughs) these books just like that (laughs) yeah it's just different muscles right yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) mine are like the internal ones (laughs) yes a lot of just memorizing a lot of stress yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah a lot of that yeah by the way what do you think about the perform the acting performance of cirque artists on stage because when you see the show like when you come to see the show do you get to just sit back and relax? Or do you also see kind of the craft of the people on stage and the way they act and everything? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really use the word sit back and relax. Cause I feel like what's so great about Cirque is it just draws you in. It's like mm. so engaging. I mean, you want to be there. You're with everyone. Like you're mm. on like, like you're having this experience, but at the same time, you're like at the edge of your seat because you don't know like what's going to happen next. <laughs> and it's also exciting. And it's so it's like sensory. It's not sensory overload. It's like, it's like just everything like perfectly heightened. I think it's like mm. all kind of complimentary. So it's mm. the it's, music, it's, the costumes, the, music, the performance, I mean, the, costumes, the performances are incredible. So it's not like you're just sitting back watching something like, I mean, and especially with people when we met people, I mean, <laughs> yes. the people played, like in total was so awesome. Yeah, he is for he sure. The one he was... that went around and engaged with <laughs> yeah. everyone. And like, and I mean, that was such a huge, um, part of the spirit of that show. Yeah. People was the, one of the main character in the show, you play the Italian clown and it's true that yeah. he's kind of that character that goes, in many different scenes, he's kind of always here, and he's, he's probably so over it. But I love it. <laughs> he's probably so done with it. But yeah. he did it for a long time, for sure. <laughs> and the the so do, do you like clowns specifically? Oh no, I mean, it, I think what I'm trying to say is it's so much about the spirit of the people. It's not mm, you can't just yeah. like I mean, yeah, you could have put that costume on anyone, but it's about who makes it work, you know. Yeah, and so for, it's sure. for all of you, yeah. it's all of you that like that's what's so special and so unique. It's not like you're just. And do you, you know, feel it's the same? It's not like you're, you're just like a personality less, you know, person doing, uh, you know, physicality. It's like you're, it, it, the way that you bring these characters alive is really. Mm-hmm. And do you feel it's the same in acting that the personality of the actors themselves always bring a different dimensions to the character so that the same character could be played by different people, but that's. Oh yeah. 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 That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely like, there's always something, there's always a part of me, I think somewhere. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that work for you? Because you did so many different style of movie. I mean, you're for sure, you're uh, a nineties teen movie icon, but you did also horror movies, 
drama, like it, the, your range is so wide. So is there a difference when you need to work on a character that is either funny or scary or like within all those different styles? I mean, I feel like I still have the same approach and like the same method into like whatever I'm going to do. And I feel like the older I get, like the more refined that process gets. Yeah. Like exactly knowing like what I need to do. Um, Would you mind talking a little bit oh, about that yeah, process? Yeah, I mean, like- well, it's like, it, there's so many different things. Like for instance, recently I just finished a film. I was in Mississippi and I had done another film in this format in December here in Los Angeles, but it was like a two week shoot. Two weeks only. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So that changes my whole approach. I normally love to be able to um, work with a director or the writer to get as much backstory or create as much backstory mm-hmm. or have rehearsals as much as possible. Um, when you don't have that kind of time, I mean, I, I learned now from the second experience in this one that I needed to have is I needed to be more proactive in having time with the director or the writer before we even, mm. you know, months before, because there yeah. was just no time. And by the time that you're working on something like that, all you're trying to do is focus on the lines. You're trying to focus okay. on, you know, the structure of it. So mm-hmm. it can change depending on what it is. Do you have like tricks or like stuff that you can rely on in situation like that? Cause I feel uh, if I, if one I of them I'd say is one of my best girlfriends who's been able to travel with me. Um, it's been <laughs> yes. great too, like having my son and being away. So she's like my roadie mm-hmm. and she's been reading my lines with me. <laughs> oh yeah. That's good. <laughs> I make her like rehearse with me. <laughs> she's great. So yes. It really helps me. Like the more that to me, that muscle, the more that I'm like working it. And if I can get all of that down, you know, mm-hmm. like if I have all of that memorized, then I can play, okay. then I can, you know, like really challenge myself or really, you know, mm-hmm. it, it opens up so many other doors. So I always mm-hmm. try to get that down as much as possible so okay. that you can really just, um, you know, see where it goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So really once, so the work really is, you need to get the lines down. You need to know the lines. And then once you get on set, then this is where you can have more or less space to I try like to different choices. I, I like to know as much as possible about like the context, like, you know, who am I? Where did I come from? Like, what am mm-hmm. I doing here? Like, we, I want to know as much of my world as possible um, because if it is that quick, you don't have that kind of time on set yeah. to talk to the directors or the producers. Like you can't sit there and be like, well, I don't know. I was thinking that maybe in this scene, like they wouldn't really <laughs> say that. They'd be like, no, no, no. Like, we Just go, go. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be calling action before you're even like, yeah. talking. So, so it's like little things like that. Like, but then um, I worked on something uh, before the one in Mississippi that was up North in Reading. And it was directed by the writer as well. And I mean, we still talk to this day. Mm, we were having okay. conversations and coffee and like, you know, dinners and talking about the character. Like, so it just oh, depends amazing. on yeah, like who you're working with and what you're working on and what the time is. Okay. Oh, it's funny because I feel as an acrobat, if you are put in a situation where, you know, you have no time to prepare or like there is an emergency or you, you are on stage because it's live. 
and you're lost, the thing is like in doubt, just do a flip. Like because you're like, oh, if you don't, you can't remember. It's like, oh, and then you do a flip, and people are like, oh, okay, you know something. I'm gonna remember that now when I'm on set and I'm like insecure. I'm gonna be like, Mia, I should just go do a cartwheel right now. Yeah, it's like if you forget your lines, do a cartwheel. (laughs) Oh, choice. I know you are also um, a designer. You uh, you design a whole line of scarves, and I wanted to know like that's already another artistic outlet that you have. Um, Do you have like just one artistic vision that you use and in acting and in designing, or is designing clothes something completely different and another way to express yourself as an artist? So I, I, I'm so flattered that you say that I design clothes. I mean, I, I don't currently like have a line or anything. Um, I wish I did, but a lot of that, um, in the past was more, um, connected with organizations or like charity. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. able to design like the scarves you talked about was, um, originally it was just one, but then I sent them some ideas that I had and they wanted to do like a series of them. And, and mm-hmm. so the proceeds went to like the NRDC, some of the proceeds yeah. of the time and, And so that was just fun for me, like creatively, but, um, oh, at that time I was doing a little bit more of that, of just like lending my name or like I designed a heart or other, you know, items for, for charity. Mm, Yeah. So I always try to give back in any way that I can. Um, Yeah. I'd love to have a fashion line, but that's like a whole other business. Yeah. (laughs) But you do love fashion. I read that you are attending fashion shows. You're being modeling for Lancome for a long time? I modeled for Lancome. Um, that was probably around the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did a little bit of work for them. And um, yeah, but I love fashion. I mean, it's always been like a huge part of my life. I think it's how you express yourself, you know? It's yeah. one of like the fun things in life. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also read that you are really about eco-friendly fashion and clothes. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and really what it means for, I assume that it has to do with clothes that are not in any way connecting with animal products, but obviously you're the expert. So can you talk to me no, a little bit about that? I'm definitely not an expert, but I just, <laughs> I mean, some of the opinions that I have are, you know, so uh, faux fur and things like this. I know that we have a long way to go, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've been proactive here with, um, there's groups like LCA, Last Chance for Animals, and we do mm-hmm. walk uh, annually in Beverly Hills to, to help um, bring awareness to how fur is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And do you see progress in the fashion yeah. world oh, yeah. going yeah. towards? No, yeah, there have been many designers who have committed to going for free. Yeah, we've, um, awarded them LCA is really beautiful at times they'll make uh, little plaques to give to the, the designers as a thank you yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah and with that very specific eye on fashion what do you think about Cirque du Soleil costumes oh wow I mean I think they're gorgeous they're absolutely elaborate I want to even make stuff and how long it takes them to make all of that <laughs> They're gorgeous. I was able yeah. to look at some of them. Yeah. In, yeah, in the wardrobe area. I, remember. I don't know how you guys change so fast, but 
you know, sometimes yeah. we put la- we put layers on top of layers so that when we are in between scene, we can just like remove one layer, then we have another layer. And are you serious? We can just, yeah. Or sometimes, you know, we have uh, wardrobe assistants that are here with the, the props in the costume and you just literally come and you like s- spread your arms and you just wait and they're like, remove the clothes. Wow. Put one or another. If someone is doing like necklace, someone is putting the hat and then you go like, it's very. So that's really good for your, your body, your core body temperature. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus. That's a lot. Yeah. And as an actress, do you have a saying in your costumes when you're working movies or shows? Like, can you say like, oh, I don't like this. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yes. Yeah. It's and, important that you have that. Yeah. And are you picky with your costumes? Um, I'm only particular in the sense that I want it to make sense for the character. And I also want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to sacrifice your your level of comfort, you know, yeah. for anything really, especially these days. So it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's important to have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. I had this character I was doing in totem and the, I had to wear this whole hood that was like a mesh thing over my face, but I have really long lashes. So yeah. Jamesh was pressing on my lashes. So I kind of felt like my eyes were kind of pressed in themselves. And when I went to see the, the wardrobe assistant, she was just like, the way it's designed, like I cannot do anything for you. So yeah. I had to go on stage, like uh, like half seeing, half not seeing. But uh, gladly, it was That's not. I didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, but That's I didn't have to do any. Though. Yeah, it was um like a static character. Like I literally had to like bring a props on stage and just lay down and just be present. So that that was not so bad. I could but do that I, job. Yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah, remember feeling like I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, no, me. I'd be like, I can't do this. I need you to help <laughs> do you have that same conversation i mean you were already talked about the directors and sometimes you just have to follow the direction and just do it but do you sometimes have space to discuss like the lines and the scenes blocking and stuff like that yeah and i um i always try to find that time Mm -hmm. if there isn't any because i care Mm-hmm. I care a lot. I care about the story overall. Mm-hmm. You know, I care about my character, but I care about the picture overall. I care mm-hmm. about all of it. So I want to feel like I understand what I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. it's not easy for me and it's challenging for me. If, uh, I don't want to feel like I'm just saying something that isn't yeah. going to work or just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate for, um, the story uh, making sense as a whole for our entire cast and crew to feel comfortable. Mm. I am a huge advocate for that on set. Yeah, so it looks like you work really on your character, but you're also super aware of the wholeness of the project. Yeah, because I, I care a lot. So I, you know, this last one in February was, um, it was intense because there's a lot to take care of. You know, you have to think of the story and, uh, there were stunts mm-hmm. and listen, this old lady's 43 now. So <laughs> <laughs> my stunt double, you know, there's a, a lot. So we were very pressed for time to have any of those conversations like oh, okay. um, on the day. Yeah. So I feel like hard lesson learned on that last one was to just make that time. Zoom calls, FaceTime mm. calls, like, the more you can 
you know, connect with others and have an idea of what you're doing. And do the production schedules have changed with COVID? Like, do you feel that before the pandemic, you maybe had more time or is it something that kind of was always there? Sometimes you have more time, I mean, sometimes honestly, you don't. That's part of my question as to how this new, like two week model came about because mm-hmm. I've never done anything like that. And <laughs> from what I know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot to get something off of the ground, you know, during this pandemic. So yeah. if I were to take a guess, it would make sense to get it like, you know, one and done you yeah. know, in and out in two weeks, it, it leaves less chance for, you know, someone to get sick. I mean, I was like, things shut down in March and I was already working in August. Oh, really? I, I worked on things with that they did have to shut down and come back up again. Yeah. I guess a lot of artistic projects were like that, like reopen and reclose, reopen and reclose. And it's kind of like, that's the way. testing and meeting. Yeah. And- All right, guys, a little side story now. Back in 2014, I hurt my back training backstage before a show. The pain was so intense, I couldn't put my socks on, sit for more than two minutes, and obviously, it took me out of the show for quite some time. I followed a strict core rehabilitation program, and after six weeks, I got back on stage. But I kept having recurring pain. So I started to educate myself about core anatomy, rehab training, and pain science. I wanted to understand why am I doing all these exercises if the pain keeps coming back. The more I was learning, the more I understood I had to change. I started switching exercises, tweak some techniques and executions, and also completely changed my perception of pain. After a couple of weeks, on top of reducing considerably my pain level, I was feeling so much stronger, which increased my confidence to move and better perform on stage. My life overall was so much better. Finally, I was pain-free and not scared to hurt my back again. I had a lot of artists and athlete friends who saw that happening and asked me, hey, what did you do for your back? And I thought, I could put it all out in a clear and clean way, instead of always pulling random videos on YouTube and giving quick guidance. So I reached out to all the best doctors, physiotherapists, and performance medicine specialists whom I met touring, and asked them to help me develop Protocol Cut to the Core. Protocol Cut to the Core is the first rehab and strengthening protocol for back or hip pain that also includes a comprehensive course in core anatomy, biomechanics, and pain science. It is approved by doctors, physios, and performance medicine specialists from five different countries. If you are suffering from acute or persistent back or hip pain, you can find protocol Cut to the Core on our website at cuttothecorefitness.com. When movement is an issue, movement is the solution. And now, let's get back to the show. Do you see them, the cinema industry changing with that and with also like how powerful streaming platform has become? Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, look, yeah, you you reminded everybody on how I'm from the 90s, right? Like I, <laughs> like I remember film. This is like now. So I worked on a film last year and 
everyone's so excited because we're having theatrical release for Halloween. And it's like, that was normal back then. Mm. <laughs> but now yeah. it's like a special thing, <laughs> it's you know? It's thing, everything yeah. like Netflix and streaming. Mm-hmm. And do you prefer making movies or series? And first of all, I'm really bad with favorites. I'm so bad. Like I cannot answer the question. <laughs> I, love, I love like something about everything, but I would be really ready to work on a series right now because, mm-hmm. you know, I worked on a series with John Wells. We had one season, it was called American Woman. And it was mm-hmm. so fun. And to have the opportunity to really grow and like develop with a character in that way, I would mm-hmm. really love because I haven't I haven't done that in that mm. sense yeah because I guess on a se- on a series you get to be that character for so much longer than during a movie and the character goes through so many different moments so yeah, it makes sense that you get the opportunity to really work more deeply on the character no I completely agree I mean yeah I feel like it would be about just particular project I mean I'm so bad with favorites but I guess I could talk about American Woman I mean that was something that I loved that was such an amazing show that we did with John Wells Mm -hmm. and what made it special to you this project well it was like female empowerment I mean we were it was like focusing on the second wave of feminism in in the late 70s and um these three you know, very individual women that um, were very close. And I just felt like we had so many more stories to tell, you know, Mm. it was a a really wonderful moment. Like there was a lot that we could have addressed like women in the workplace and um, yeah. And and it just could have created, I think uh, it, it could have just built upon Um, I felt like the momentum that we were bringing, you know, back into like this mm. feminism. So it was a really nice moment. Yeah. Cidu Soleil made a show called Amaluna, which was a, f- a show about women and womanhood. And oh. um, my wife got to perform in it for a while and I have a lot of friends who were in it. And the cast was 90% women. The band oh. was 100% women. And all my friends and my wife included who performed it all said that something similar, that they felt so special performing in a project that was showcasing women in power. And that has, that had all that spectrum of messages about, you know, women liberation, women in powers and that everywhere. Uh, Amaluna. Amaluna. Okay. Yeah. Even my wife was performing in South America and when they were, I don't remember, I think it was somewhere in Argentina, there were protests for women birth rights. And so they felt very special being in the city. Yeah, beautiful. Like see what art can do, you know? It is, yeah. It's amazing. I also saw that you did a movie called Sonny, which was directed by Nicolas Cage. And mm-hmm. I mean, how was it to work with him as a director? What kind of director is he? He was awesome. Um Yeah, Nick was great. And then he came in for a little cameo later in the, the end of the film. But um, it was wonderful working with him. I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. I loved working on that movie. It was really special. Mm-hmm. And can you feel when a director has been an actor before in their approach to the work? Um, I mean, yes, I'd say in the sense that, well, I mean, it, I guess 
it's hard to just talk into, you know, general terms. Cause I mean, it just depends on what kind of actor that you yeah. are. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that it gives you the, like, I guess like if I were to think of times where it's been challenging for me on set is because I feel like if a director doesn't have any, no, it's hard to put this into words, but it feels like you're kind of talking different languages sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because actors, like we, it's all about like, you know, our motivation and our feelings and like yeah. <laughs> our head around it, you know? And so like, if you, if you're more practical mm-hmm. and you're more just like about the visual, it's a little difficult sometimes to mm. like, to, to meet, to understand one another. It can be mm. Challenging. So sometimes I felt that like emotionally, I have to kind of take care of myself. Okay. On a set. Yeah. Or like in a role because the director isn't capable of that for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I feel that in. It's probably just because I'm a very needy actor. No. <laughs> yeah, all artists are needy we are all very we, we all like to be pampered that's for sure yeah is that what they say like we don't know who we are and we're like we're just the best so it's like, yeah <laughs> um, I, so the project that i just worked on we had we had a uh, our special effects makeup artist melissa it was so funny i'll never forget because she was telling me how like her experience you know on set and it's been really chaotic and she had a friend remind her how there's always snacks yeah she's always like she's always like the craft service so she's like you know again like you're like i'll just do a flip it was like when it gets stressful remember there's always snacks we always get (laughs) snacks guys so i thought you know what you're right we get fed (laughs) that's it and you're like yeah it's true did you ever think about being a director yourself Uh, i mean um i've always thought of being more of a producer okay yeah um but i don't know i mean it's not like i'm not open to that i just uh i would want it to to make sense but i just feel more of a producer i like kind of like you know being a part of all of it like helping everyone yeah yeah for sure because i feel in the performing arts like when someone has a career as an artist on stage and then transition into directing or you know stage management or any other department i feel they have to be ready and at peace with their career because i've seen sometimes people who were artists before and who didn't necessarily choose to transition off like behind the scenes and you can see that they have that frustration inside that like and so the way they they would direct artist on stage you could feel that it was always like the ego was not necessarily always in the right place you know yeah yeah i've worked with people like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah there's always snacks yeah (laughs) there is always snack and have a snack and then do a flip yeah (laughs) yeah no it's tough aging it's tough you know uh changing with things you know yeah it's weird yeah it is weird for sure i remember when twitter hit now it's normal so you know it's it's strange and i feel like and then times change like like a hundredfold it's not even just like one little thing happens it's just like all of a sudden projected into this other 
reality of like we're on zoom and that's our life and it's just yeah it's true huh? it's true i remember when it was zoom was only in star wars you know like and you're like wow they can so call like, each other and see each other understandable <laughs> that like some people it's it's tough to you know it's tough to embrace change but i yeah. do love the 80 year olds with cell phones you do i do love <laughs> the older <laughs> people that are like they're just they're with it they're like on facebook they're on instagram they're like yeah, I got they're swiping super easily yeah it's true for them it's normal it's like part of what life is there's no yeah question. so just try to go with it that's my advice right you gotta embrace the change you know it's inevitable mm-hmm. yeah and it's a place of growth as well to embrace the change and to like go with it and allow this to bring you to a new place and i think that's the perfect segue to your latest uh-oh. creation do you want to talk about your book do you have a book that you wrote about your life and about your... my baby <laughs> ah, but, hey, the baby is its own <laughs> transitional moment i feel that's it that was my, my latest creation the yeah the base creation yeah for sure we can talk yeah. about you becoming a mother like for sure it has a big impact in your life but as you as an artist how does oh. that feel oh my god like I mean, I don't even have the words. Um, I still feel very in it. And um, I'm sure you get it, but it's, I feel like I'm finding a new rhythm. I have to like find a new like life for myself because it's, <laughs> it's like different. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But it's, it's, it's better in that sense um, because I'd already kind of like, gotten to that age I mean I'm 43 where I was like coming into my husband and I met on a film where I played a mom you know so but now I get it you know now I know you know (laughs) so I mean it 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 just it changes you in every way Mm -hmm. how early did you go back to work after having your son I mean, too early for me, I had to, so I know that you mentioned my book earlier. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I had to go in and record the audio book like four months after he was born. Four months. Oh my God. Not what I wanted, but um, that, yeah. I, that's one of the things that I learned for sure is you have to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there is like a let go thing that you learn. You're like, okay, I want to do this other thing, but my baby wants something else. I can't fight my baby. I go with it, and that's it. Yeah, lots of it. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I wished I could have taken a little bit more time off. Um, but, but yeah, you know, I just had to find a a new way. So mm-hmm. I try to just like live in the gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. and I try to just like have new patience for myself. <laughs> That's the motto patience for sure. Seriously. Like, well, yeah, especially for our son and you know how this is because they're airy. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to learn that one, but, but definitely for myself, like, you know, like I, I feel like the thing that I'm currently dealing with now is, like going back to, I got invited to a thing next week and I just constantly feel like I can't leave. Like mm. it's the guilt thing, you know, like, yeah, oh, I, for sure. I can't go anywhere, you know, cause I have to just be mom. And so mm. it's just like finding that new, that new way. And I, I know that we will, like, it's already gotten better. And I see now how he's mm-hmm. almost here and we're like in this groove, but yeah. Do you get to bring him on set when you go on location for filming or? I haven't yet just because of the circumstances. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you know, I've kept him off Instagram and, you know, I want, yeah. I want him to just like have the opportunity to like decide what he wants to do. I don't want yeah. to just like. I'm a hundred percent with you on that for sure. I mean, so, so we'll see. It's, I'm sure it's going to be like really weird um, when he's like, why are you talking to these people? Or like, why are you posting <laughs> Like what is happening, you know? Yeah, but also maybe with what we we're saying about the phones, you know, maybe he's, he's going to grow up in that environment, and for him, it's going to be normal, you know. You know, when yeah. when I hear when I hear the word action, I need to stay away from mommy, and that's it, you know. Like, <laughs> it's going to be so weird, you know. It's yeah. so fun, like seeing his personality like coming through now, and yeah, you know, hmm. everything. Yeah. And as a mom, how do you perceive this world is changing so fast that we're, we're talking about? I'm terrified. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But again, I try to just, you know, um, focus on the day and like focus on, you know, um, what needs to, you know, be done at hand and not get too ahead. And um, I think I also, I try not to like, there was so much thrown at me of like, read this book and like, do it this way. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Over and over is like, you find what works for you. It's not about comparing one of the best. So the the project that I worked on, it's called the accursed, the one that's having a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Our director, Kevin Lewis, he gave me the greatest advice. um, When I was talking to him prepping for the film and Mm -hmm. And he said, um, raise the child that you have, not the child that you want. And I was just. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's amazing. Do you think you will bring him to watch a Cirque du Soleil show maybe one day? I would love to. Yeah. (laughs) And then just watch. He'll be like, I can do that. He'll be like, no, you can't. (laughs) Yeah, because he's an Aries. So for sure he's going to be like, I want to do that now. Yeah. He'll throw himself at it. I'll be like, no, it's on fire, Christopher. No. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. No, and then that's what I mean. Like seeing him now, like he's like, we go to the beach and he's, he's, um, you know, almost a year. So it's just like, he's engaging more now. So Mm, that would be. I feel like as a parent, like those moments are everything. You get to see the look of your, you know, on your child's face when they get to see something like that. So yeah, it's yeah, amazing for sure. Yeah. Do you want to spend one minute to talk about your book, about oh, yeah. your an amazing story about your life and about your surviving years of hardships and how you came out of it. I think it's first, I want to say thank you for going through that process. And I'm sure it is going to inspire and help so many people out there. Thank you. That's really lovely. I mean, it's been, it's been a long process. It was something that, I mean, obviously it's my life, but like getting to the point where I just decided that I was going to tell my story, you know, it was a lot that went into it. And, um, you know, magically enough, I finished writing the book and I got pregnant. It was like incredible. And, um, you know, it's, so it's, crazy. it's a crazy timing when you think about it. I write about a lot of that in the book as well. Um, I touch upon that, um, mm-hmm. on that, how I live my life and how it's infused uh, with my life. But, you know, even with promoting the book, you know, it coming out, there were a lot of people that reached out to me there were people that knew some of the people that I actually wrote about that mm-hmm. had 
been a victims themselves mm-hmm. by these people um, or they separately. And I mean, this is it was so heartbreaking for me, but it was also so important in some other way how there were there were many people that reached out to me and how they'd had similar experiences and like how it just meant something to them you know it gave them something and so that was that meant a lot to me it's not why I wrote Mm -hmm. the book but Mm -hmm. um, it meant a lot to me because I think that it's like it's so incredibly heartbreaking to hear that others have suffered Mm-hmm. But it's so beautiful to finally feel connected to people. Mm-hmm. And that's what life's about. So that mm-hmm. was really rewarding. This like really weird sense to use that mm-hmm. word. Because mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to do that for myself, but I had to do so much work to move past the fear that was wrapped around uh the, the fear that had created a belief that I couldn't ever tell my story. Mm-hmm. So that when I finally did and others, you know, received that, but then also shared back with me was the greatest gift. And I mm. think those are the greatest gifts in life. So it was, it was um, I feel very glad that I did it because, um, I feel that I can live my life personally now in a way that, uh, in a, in a liberated way that I mm-hmm. could before. And I would only wish that for others. Mm. It's amazing. It's really it's so inspirational. And thank you so much for giving so much strength around you as well and generating so much power. It's amazing. Well, thank you for being such lovely friends and supporters <laughs> of me and caring and asking and you know and, mm. and even talking about it so yeah well that's also one of the things that i love so much about like where we are at like to tie it into with this day and age right mm-hmm. having these conversations on mental health right yeah absolutely and i would really recommend all you guys all the listeners to give a read it's called the great peace it's really an amazing book uh, well, Mina, thank you so much for making the time and coming and chat with me. It was amazing. It's so nice to see you. Yeah. And uh, look, I wish your son a happy birthday a couple of weeks in advance. Thank and, you. Um, <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. See ya. Bye. How great was that? Mina is amazing. Her new movie, The Accursed, is coming in theater October 14th, so go check it out, it's perfect for Halloween season. You can find her memoir, The Great Peace, online or at your local bookstore. And she also have an audible version narrated by herself. Okay guys, I think that's enough for today. As always, if you enjoyed the show, share it, subscribe, give us comments and good reviews. It really helps. Send us your recorded questions for our question and answer episode on our Instagram at Tapirouge Podcast. And until next week, as we say in the circus, see you down the road.